welcome to a new episode of Catching Fire, How Teams Win, and episode number two in the new series, Leadership Uncensored with Muhammad and Jim. And today, we'll speak about a very important topic that causes pain to both employees and managers, which is goal setting. Good morning, Jim. Guten Tag. How you doing, Muhammad? <laughs> hey, yes, I, was, I, I like was that thinking about this. Yeah, yes. you're coming here from uh, what western part of Germany, and I'm in yes. uh, Ohio. And yep. um, is this the only international leadership podcast out there? I bet you it is. Let's get By our way, research I... departments working on it. By the way, I'm very proud of it, uh, really yes. proud that we are getting somebody from Germany, somebody from USA, and we're making these discussions right now. And uh, the only problem that I see is the time difference or the time zone, but we are getting over it and everything is fine. So I'm happy that we are appearing here in episode number two. And uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, Tell me, so what's your opinion? Um, goal setting, I understand why it, some people hate it. I, I personally love it. Um, mm. You know, and I love the beginning of a year, just like I love the beginning of a week because it's kind of a clean slate and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, I've talked to a few people that that dislike goal setting and there's a few reasons why. And uh, there's ways where um, that I found where where you can actually make it meaningful and helpful and, and set your team up for success as a leader. Hmm. So I know for me, I, yeah. I made my I was able to accomplish my 2022 goals. Um, and, uh, I think there's certain reasons why, uh, for that. Uh, but I mean, let me ask you, have you, um, have you set your 2023 goals? Uh, not uh, fully yet, but, uh, I'm in process of doing so. And, uh, as you know, when you are a business owner, it's a little bit more complicated than when you're working at a company. So, mm -hmm. uh, because there are things that you want to measure and different categories where you want to set goals at. So it's not that easy, but I'm working on it. Usually I start, uh, usually by Christmas, just, or, or for example, one day before the new year, I'm already ready to go. But uh, what about your condition right now? What about you as a person? Did you set your goals for 2023? I have not yet. Um, I have a, a process for that right now. Um, hmm. And I, I just put on my LinkedIn, uh, my, my LinkedIn page, a poll to see if uh, who out there have made their 2023 goals yet. Um, here it is near the beginning of December. 71% hmm. uh, said yes, they've already done it. 14% um, said no, I keep putting it off. And another 14% said I don't do goals. Um, just I want to interrupt did. you here. Uh, as comic as it is, or ironic, ironic as it is, uh, do you know that the statistics show when it comes to, I'm not speaking about corporate goals right now and goal setting and the performance reviews, I'm speaking in general about goals in life and uh, and the New Year resolutions. Uh, do you know that statistics show that 93, 92 or 93% of people who set their goals are not achieving them by the end of the year? Mm -hmm. So you have, this leaves you with 6 or 7% of people who set who even set goals, which are not huge majority in general, are ending the year achieving what they wanted to achieve. It just I just remembered it by the way right now, so I just thought to mention it. Yeah, yeah, that's and I believe it, and and I think that's not a function of of the employee or the business or whatever. Um, I think it's how they choose their goals, which goals they choose. That's mm. the main culprit. Um, 
you know, you and I talked in a previous podcast uh, about this as well, about lazy goals versus meaningful goals. And um, yeah, I think that's what it is. So for instance, for me, 2022, you know, what I'm doing now is um, uh, consulting, project management, supply chain design, and also doing a bit of uh, leadership coaching and, and podcasting as well. And um, I had two main goals that I, I really just knocked out of the park. Um, at the beginning of the year, I had two clients and uh, my goal was to get two more. Mm. And um, I actually brought on four. So uh, that that was a great um, accomplishment for me. And then another one was was um, hitting a, a dollar amount in terms yep. of, um, you know, bringing in um, um, income for the company and I beat that by 25% already. So uh, it's, the, the way that it was done was because, you know, the, the basic idea was uh, the goals were set by things that I do every day instead mm. of things that I would have to do on the side while doing my day job kind of thing. So I think that's what we need to keep in mind when, as we continue our conversation about goal setting is, is this something where you're doing it every day and your everyday work, if you're doing your job well, you're going to yep. reach those goals. I, I remembered right now two stories. Uh, one of them happened three, four years ago, and one of them happened when I was an employee. Uh, they are about private goals, not the corporate goals. And I, I maybe it, you will find them interesting, you and the, the audience. Uh, the first one of them was um, one guy that I know, a person that I know. Uh, he came several years ago at March, and he was saying, uh, he wrote on Facebook that... Uh, all the goals of the year are already done. Boom! All the years of the of this, uh, all the goals of this year are done. And I, I said boom because he was mentioning it or writing it in the in the Facebook post. And as soon as I saw it, and it was March, the first thing which came into my head directly is, uh, my friend, uh, it seems that you are having that you are setting at a very low bar for yourself, uh -huh. uh, because if you are starting in January and you're achieving everything in March, then this means that. Uh, you are really not knowing what you are capable of doing or you don't have enough confidence to set bigger goals for yourself and this was and this was the first story uh the second story and this was uh, funny from the corporate world um when i was an employee i used to set for myself private goals as well as also corporate goals but this is only for myself not in the system or a company system or something no but for myself and i used to have a specific formula where i'm measuring uh, my progress each week and one time I taught this formula to several uh, uh, several of my colleagues at work. And uh, during this time, this colleague of mine, one of the, these colleagues used to come to me and say, each week, he's coming and telling me, hey, uh, how was uh, the evaluation of your goals? And I used to tell him, I am having, I, I achieved 50% or 60. And he's telling me, I achieved 95. I achieved 100. I achieved uh, 97. So always he was in the area of 90% to 100% all of this, all of the time. And then he was making fun of me one time and telling me, should I teach you how to set your goals? Because it seems that you are not crossing the 60% each week. And then I told him, yeah, I, I think I needed to, to work on it uh, a little bit uh, better. And then he replied yeah. me back and said, okay, let's be realistic together, Muhammad. Okay, my goals, I'm setting goals for myself, which are not stretch goals. You are always aiming for stretch goals for yourself. So you cannot compare your goals. goals. I hate stretch goals. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So I smiled yeah. because he was understanding the situation. By the way, I hope that he's listening to this episode. I don't want to mention his name. It's up to him if you want to comment on it one day on social media. But uh, he was right. 
because I was always aiming each week to challenge myself to go uh, uh, this uh, extra mile, not only to put the things or try the things that I know that I can achieve each week. But on the other hand, what he discovered was that he was always writing the things that are attainable for him each week. And I'm not yeah. saying that he's right or I am right. No, this is not the discussion. I'm speaking that uh, two different situations about personal or private goal settings uh, that I passed through in the past years and what they mean to us as people, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And um, uh, I, I hate stretch goals. Um, <laughs> I don't like using goals as a motivation tool. Because like you said, what was that stat? 9% of the people reach their goals at the end of the year? All of their goals? No, 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 seven. I think seven or 8%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even worse. So that means that their goals are setting them up for failure. Mm. Right. And, and um, you know, that's, I don't find that motivating. That doesn't make mm. you excited for the next year when you're doing goal setting. When, say you have five goals, uh, where I've come from, they've had five goals a year. Um, that And you know, um, if you're meeting one of them, hmm. you feel like a failure, right? And you're not excited for the next year. You're not excited to get started. You're not excited to come in every day because you know you've already lost, hmm. right? So it, um, so that is, it's not motivating and um, it's not helpful. Um, and again, I think that's a symptom of having poor goals, you know? Um, and there's different methods for 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 setting goals that I think are people don't usually think about. Again, if 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 you're thinking about goals, setting goals for 2023 as a motivation method, um, then I think you're thinking about it wrong. Um, mm. You know, because uh, it's goals shouldn't be motivation. Stretch goals should be motivation. You should be focused on meeting attainable goals, mm. right? Um, I don't like the whole smart system of goals as well. I agree they should be measurable and attainable, but if, to get all of the SMART parts in there, it's really, really difficult to do. I think mm. it's, and it makes it too complicated. And that's when people just give up and say, I'm just going to go with this basic stat, this basic number and, and go from there. So, um, and in uh, talking to someone, it was a text from my brother. Uh, we were talking about goal setting for next year. And he said he hates, annual goal setting. He hates those meetings yeah. because so I, I asked him why. And he said, one of the is it's tough to answer those long-term questions um, where, you know, what do I want to attain in 12 months or even what do I want to attain in five years? Those kind of things. Uh, and, um, and he hates signing up for goals that he can't control. Right. Mm. So, you know, if you, in 2020, if you had a sales target dollar target goal, and then all of a sudden the whole world stopped, your goal's done, right? And you're, mm. you know, a quarter of the year through, there's no way you're going to make it. So, you, you know, it's, if it's tied to things that are outside of your control, um, forget about it. So what one way to kind of get around that is, you know, you, the leader has to make sure that they're clear in communicating what the finish line looks like. What are we trying to get to? What are we trying to accomplish here? Uh, what is our key role within the company? um to to uh and if we meet, meet our goals this will make our team and our company successful kind of thing and that takes a bit of thought right um and sometimes a bit of math right i have a engineering degree and a math minor so uh for, for me i like kind of playing around with the numbers and figuring out cool ways to to come up with as a way to measure those uh those goals um 
So uh, there's different ways. One of them might even just be hours, you know, track the hours spent, say, learning a new skill or um, working on a, on a certain project, just track the hours because it's, it's um, you, you learn, you know, by spending time in something as well. So anyway, there, there's different creative ways to do it. Um, I, I've helped out teams before with, with creative ways to, whether it's with, you know, creative math or just creative ways of thinking about how to get, accomplish your goal. It can be tough if you're just doing the basics, dollar amount sales or dollar amount savings numbers, you, you end up chasing those goals and they're getting in the way of doing your everyday job. You know, um, I, I, it, I, I, I have, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry yeah to no worries. It should be set up so that your everyday job will help you reach your goals. Hmm. Look, my own experience, uh, and this comes back to the topic of your brother that you mentioned uh, a while ago, and why do employees hate goal setting? Uh, you know, I I worked with people from over 15 countries. So why I'm speaking about this uh, topic right now? Because it shows you that what happens here happens there, everywhere, regardless of what, what language you speak or where you are at the meantime. Uh, the, the, yeah, they have different systems, several different programs, whatever it is. But at the end, the, we have always to remember that humans are humans. And they are, at the end, who are executing and using the systems. So getting a new system, if somebody wants to bypass this system, they are able to bypass the system and do it their way. So you have to, to make sure that, the, 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 that you reach the person, not to, 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 to create a system. You understand? So, yeah, yeah. System, uh, right. Yes, so the system is okay, but without people, uh, it will not function. That's why I always love a laugh online. I'm sorry that I'm going out of topic, but it's just worth mentioning. That's why I laugh. I, I laugh a lot of times when I see online that they are speaking about new buzzwords, as I said before, regarding becoming more agile or or new methodology, all of this stuff. Yes, you can create any system you can uh, that you want. You can try to make work happen in a specific way at the company at any style that you want. But no matter what naming you create and system that you create for the people, if you don't have the people with the right mindset and the right behaviors that want to execute and build on this system, regardless what system, ABC system, WT system, uh, uh, whatever whatever it is, it will not work. You understand? Uh, because I always feel that what's happening over and over all the time, uh, Jim, uh, we ha we're struggling right now, right now. Let's come with a new buzzword. Let's come. Let's wor make work more agile. Let's, for example, make the, the the work more X or Y or Z. No, this is not the solution. The solution is the, the the person first, before anything else. The mindset first, before anything else. So sorry that I went out of the story, but coming back to the topic of the goal setting. Well, I think I think that's very meaningful, real quick, Mohammed. Just because mm -hmm. um, even Scott Adams talks about goals versus. Uh, systems and how systems help get be successful if you have something where you're doing every day a system in place that'll help you with that process that's that's the way to move forward right and that's yes that's, um he, he puts it more uh smartly than the way i put it but but a system a properly defined and constantly refined system um mm. and and by system we mean like this is what you're doing every day this is the process when this uh, to do this thing for reporting this is the process and it's documented and it's shared and it's improved and everybody's working in the same uh function as a team uh mm. that's how you that's how you get there right um mm. you know a, a personal goal if it's a fitness one your system is you wake up in the morning and 
you put on your workout outfit right away because that tells your body, all right, I'm going to get in workout mode. It, it tricks your mind and thinking I'm in workout mode. So then mm. you can do what you need to in the morning and then you're off to the gym and, you know, getting ready to work out kind of thing. That's a system that's in yes, place. Yes, but I want to highlight system. something. But I want yeah. to highlight something regarding this topic so that uh, so that everybody's understanding what we're talking about. Um, goals are supposed to be supplemented by systems, at least this is my own point of view. Uh, and and uh, because why I'm specifically mentioning this, because I saw one of the LinkedIn influencers something like one year ago. He was publishing a post online. I think you saw it by yourself also. You told me about it uh, because I wrote about this in one of my posts. Uh, he was writing and saying, uh, uh, you are not supposed to uh, to set goals. You are supposed to create systems. Mm -hmm. And this is this is, from my own opinion, wrong, because in reality, uh, create a system to reach what? This is the first question. You have to have a goal so that you are able to understand this is the system that I can create in order to achieve this goal. But if you don't yeah. have a specific goal that you have in mind that you are aiming to achieve, then what system exactly are you planning to uh, to create based on what? What are the mechanisms of this system? So yeah. I just remembered it right now. And it's worth mentioning so that a lot of people are not confused and thinking that we are saying uh, go towards systems and ignore goals. No, they complement each other. They, Am they I right? Hand in hand. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. So like when I, uh, I mentioned before, I'm a soccer coach. I, I coached mm -hmm. um, girls soccer. And, you know, you, you have to have goals and, again, attainable goals. And, you know, obviously our goal every year was to win first place. But mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes you you have you know games where just the other team's better and that's out of reach. So mm. you know the system is come to practice every day and just try to get one percent better at every practice. And the 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 our goal was show up at every game ready to play and do our best kind of thing. Mm. And you know this past spring we ended up taking first place by using that system and the goal of show up every game and just do our best and you know try to win that game kind of thing so you got to have both of them in place in order to be uh successful yes so. i agree and and when it comes to employees and hating uh goal setting because they don't have most of the time something out of it i i i spoke with my clients i speak with people also all the time and they're always complaining or saying the same things over and over uh, even me as a person, when I was an employee, I had the same issues. Uh, first thing that you feel that it's something on the go. What does it mean on the go? It, uh, you feel that it's a burden for the manager. Usually the manager is trying to make it fit in, in his calendar or her calendar as fast as possible. And it can be rescheduled several times all of this stuff. This is first. Uh, second, most of the time, the focus in these discussions is about me as a manager is willing to give you uh, the goals from the company or the goals from the 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 the, 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 the of the, our team without so much concern about what exactly do you want as a person yeah. a lot of managers gym deal in these situations as if uh, you are not supposed to have goals it's enough that you are here in the company and working and we're giving you salary <laughs> that's what i feel yeah, yeah right <laughs> so yeah, and how many employees budget. actually feel like that i've never felt like that that Some, just but, but a lot of times the people feel it like this uh, trust me a lot of times i used to do what's called uh, to coach people especially uh, uh people yeah. uh, trust me even in higher positions not even in lower position or juniors no in higher positions what they are supposed to say in such meetings uh, meetings to, your, to their bosses and i'm always telling them if you ask this question most probably the, your boss will tell you i don't know no matter what's his ranking or her ranking i don't know 
and they most probably will not give you a feedback directly all of this stuff and when they saw that this is happening all the time and predictable in these kind of meetings they start saying okay why should we accept that these meetings all the time is going one way that we are getting the goals and if we are asking for something or waiting for a feedback which can help us develop as, a, as people or for example waiting to give our inputs about what's interesting for us uh, sometimes we we don't get an outcome from these meetings you understand yeah. so so this this is something crucial in in in, in these uh, discussions and and you know the the one which is i love the most the the highlight of these meetings when somebody goes to the boss no matter what this person's ranking goes to the boss and say uh listen here are the company goals i would love also from my side to tie these goals or something to a salary increase or a promotion yeah. And, and then, and then you will hear. This is my favorite of all time. And then you will hear most uh, uh, the, the best generic answers that you can ever hear in your life. <laughs> generic, yes, huh? that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Let's see, or yeah, may, maybe maybe we will think about it, or not today. Okay, then when give me something solid that I can you know rely on or yeah. use. Yeah. Nothing, and that, and this is why I always when I'm working with people in these situations. I'm telling them exactly how to get something solid out of these meetings so that it's not just generic or not only uh, going into direction of, okay, uh, the, the company and what the company wants and that's all. No, it's both ways. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that, that brings it up. Then if, if, so if you go in and say, if I meet my goals, what do I get out of it? Right. <laughs> we should have a good answer for that. Um, you know, why, why does it matter if I meet these goals or not, right? If, if I get a, you know, superstar rating because I met all my goals and blew them out of the water and, and we should touch on different ways where we can help our, you know, your employees reach those goals, but um, mm. get that in a, in a minute here. But, but why, I guess that's a good, that's a good question um, to try to figure out why should they meet the goals? Why, um, what's the motivation behind it? You know, um, yeah, and if you want to tie it to raises and money and promotions, then great. But then you better follow up on that. Um, mm. But how many times is that taken out of our hands? It gets to the end of the year, and the comp- I've had it happen before. Where um, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, it was super. High, I was super highly rated. You know, um, top rated in the teams. Great performance review. Um, and in the performance review, it said, all right, we got to get you to the next tier. Let's start um, looking for a promotion for you and uh, get you in the next pay level. That happens in April and all that stuff. And then COVID hits. Oh, sorry. Everything's canceled. Hmm. And then, you know, even just a few months later, it was like, you know, they're like, sorry, we got to let you go. And so it's kind of like at the end of the day, it was like, all right, so, you know, what did, what did we accomplish from this? Now, if my if my my sense of worth as an employee and as a leader was tied to getting a next promotion and all that, I've been devastated. But I knew what my role was to help grow the team that I was leading at the time. And I accomplished that. So even when I had to leave the company, um, I knew they were in good hands and I knew they knew what to do and I knew they were being future leaders and that kind of stuff. So, um, but, you know, to, to my, uh, my manager at the time, it was, all right, so why are we doing this every year if it doesn't really matter if, you know, I'm really just a, 
number on a spreadsheet, you know, when things go south kind of thing. So, yep. you know, it's, it's a good question to ask. And, and maybe people listening should ask their manager that, what am I really going to get out of this if I meet my goals? If they're confident enough with their manager, if they have a manager but, that's willing to listen and, and, and all that. But I want to, to mention something here so that the people do not understand my words wrong regarding the examples that I gave regarding uh, the promotion and the money. I speak about these two things specifically, or I give them as an example, because these are the most things that the people ask for in these meetings if they want something, okay? But on the other hand, on the other hand, what I'm trying to, 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 to mention here is that you, uh, 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 one of the biggest mistakes that leaders do or managers do is that they think that their team members is, are going to be motivated automatically or they're going to be coming working here for several yeah. years uh, just uh, because of the love of the game or the love of the company or the love of the job no and uh, if you are doing your job right as a leader two things will happen and i'm speaking as a leader not as a manager and there is difference between both if you're doing your job right as a leader then a you will know exactly exactly your people to the extent that you will know what can be taken as a reward when you send these things towards their direction even if it's not about promotion or money no if you know your team members right you know if i did this to if i do this to jim or i send jim this opportunity jim can take it as a reward itself without even a, a promotion or without a salary increase so first you have to know your team members right okay and if you are doing it consistently by pushing things because you know them right, their way, without waiting for them to ask, no problems will happen. You understand? They will not yep. come even and ask later. If I'm coming as a boss, I know Jim. And for example, let's say one year, I'm, I, I'm, I'm for myself, I'm coming and saying, Jim, you did a great job right now. You deserve a salary increase and we will increment you even if Jim didn't ask. The next year, I, I know that Jim, for example, loves educating and developing himself or loves to speak, let's say, as a, as a, as a what's called, a, as a thought leader on a specific topic. And I sent Jim on, the behalf of, on behalf of the company to a specific exhibition or an, a big event to speak, okay? And the next year, for example, the third year, I, I, I told him it's time for you right now to take the next step and promote. If I'm doing something this each year, A, that the person will know that I am as a leader have their best interest in my mind. B, there will not be any reason even that they are coming and thinking, okay, I need to ask about this one in the meeting or what's in it for me. It will be automatic. You understand? But the problem is, Jim, A, they uh, most of the managers that I know, managers, and I want to call them managers, they don't know their team members well. Yeah. And, and B, or number two, and the second problem is, they are only willing to push the information or the goals in one direction without thinking all the time what's in it for the other person in this discussion. These are the two issues that I see all the time. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right on that. Um, and you really have to know your team as well. And uh, we, you and I have talked previously about, um, I liked to uh, make sure my team was able to schedule a personal goal, uh, growth goal. Um, I gave the example of uh, when I was leading a, a global sourcing team, um, someone said they want to get into project management. Great, let's let's set up a goal to help you uh, learn, you know, project management skills and techniques. Um, and, and we track that throughout the year. Um, and but I would say, all right, here are four goals that we have. Let's talk about them. How can we meet them? 
what can we do every day to make sure that we're driving towards that kind of thing? But uh, this one goal, I want you to tell me what you want to do. Um, I'm not, you know, let, let's talk about one or two ways where you want to grow yourself and, um, you know, uh, whether it's more in what you're doing now or in a different thing off to the side, you know, I'll get a punch through um, with, with, with my manager and I'll make sure that we have this growth one on, on, uh, on that list too. So it's kind of helpful that way, you know, even if it's, uh, I think there was one where it was, I want to be, make sure I'm done by this time at night, say five o'clock at night, because I, you know, I have a young child and I want to make sure that I'm there for that. And they're only young and small for a short while. And that kind of, I said, great, let's figure out a way where we can make sure that that's happening and that, you know, um, uh, you know, it's more of just a personal growth kind of thing. So, uh, and again, it gets back to how can we be successful in our goals? Um, you know, and like I said, I, I met my 2022 goals by mid-November mm. and it was really exciting um, to, to be able to do that. And, and I think the reason why I did those was when I had clarity of the finish line, I knew what it looked like in, on January 1st. I knew what the finish line looked like. It was an image painted in my head. So every day when I get up, I can see that image and that kind of helps me move forward. And then if, if I'm having a bad day or a rough day or a long day, I can think about that image and be like, all right, well, it's I still moved forward towards mm -hmm. that kind of that finish line. I had a process in place. You mentioned processes and that's exactly how I work. It's a process. So what I'm doing each day or or, or um, sometimes I schedule an hour or a week to work on some small aspect of it at least I'm moving forward, you know, hmm. um, the process in place. They were actually attainable. I really do think you, you need to have attainable goals, not stretch goals. Um, and um, I can get into attainable goals, how to figure out an attainable goal in a minute. Um, the, their goals were meaningful to my daily activities. Um, and they were just reached by doing my job every day. If, if I did my job well every day, I would get there. Um, and maybe it would include taking a couple exciting risks during the, during the year, hmm. you know, um, like, uh, what if I, um, go to this conference, this virtual conference and just meet a few people, uh, will that help me, you know, bring on new clients or whatever? Um, what if I reach out to this person on LinkedIn that doesn't know who I am and just comment on something or just send them a message and that kind of stuff. Let's take a few risks or, um, you know, um, let's do a, a podcast about leadership with, um, you know, Mohammed from from Germany. Let's let's see what happens kind of thing. So that's kind of exciting stuff for me as well. And uh, so, yeah, so that kind of led to everything um, kind of happening, you know, by mid-November. And, and, and it's a great feeling. I, you know, me and the wife celebrated. We popped some champagne and uh, we said, let's go. And I guess that's another thing, too. What do you do when you reach your goals? How are you going to celebrate? picture that uh, celebration that champagne moment so uh, do you, do you know do you know do you know sorry for interruption do you know yeah. that in in the human behavior it's very 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 important and this part is very very missing for the people they are not uh, doing it right it's very very important to strengthen and to build a specific habit that you want to build in human behavior the reward part so if you are mm -hmm. starting a new habit that you want to build okay the reward has to be instantaneous and amazing to give you, for example, this dopamine rush in your brain 
And you cannot come and say that the reward is coming from the action itself. You cannot, for example, go to the gym and say, I went to the gym, I expect, for example, the endorphins and, 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 and the this good feelings that I will have to be my uh, reward. No, what, what human behavior or, for example, what psychology says in this situation is that you have to design specific rewards for, specific, for the new behaviors that you are trying to build. And these rewards are supposed to happen as soon as you are finishing doing this new behavior so that you are strengthening it and so that your yeah. brain or that you are willing to do it again and again. And this is in context of what we are speaking about right now regarding the, the, the what's called uh, celebrating you and your wife. Because also, by the way, when we're speaking about this celebrations and, uh, and all of this stuff, uh, this is also a problem that we have at the corporate world because a lot of people wait until a project finishes to celebrate or until, until we achieve our goals to celebrate. While in reality, you are supposed to break these goals or projects, okay, or your personal goals to small milestones and to keep as much as possible celebrating along the way. Yeah, so that right, you right. are getting excited about doing these behaviors over and over because you are activating the reward system. You understand what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, celebrate along the way. That's really cool. I'm going to write that one down. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. And, um, and and again, how, how do you get attainable goals, right? Um, uh, in John Acuff's book, Finish, uh, he, he talks, he really goes through the whole thing there about, and it's really focused on personal goals, but it works for a team as well. But one of the main ones is set a goal and then cut it in half, right? So it's the complete opposite of a stretch goal. You set mm -hmm. your goal, now cut it in half. Or if you want to, you know, do something for a year, um, cut it in half and make it six months kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting that you end up surpassing a lot of times what your original goal was anyway, because it seems less of a challenge now. It seems less daunting. Mm -hmm. And because now it seems more attainable and easier, now you're setting your daily habits around that. And then now by the time you've reached halfway there, you're like, well, I got this all, all this momentum going. Let's keep going. This is great. Yep. Let's yep. go. True. So. So that's that's one thing that I've done before is is just kind of take that goal and cut it in half. Um, and John also talks about making it fun and and that kind of stuff and and reward or you know some people are motivated by reward, some people are motivated by fear. You know mm. what happens if I don't do this today? What's going to happen? Uh, and that motivates people. What happens if I do do this? What's the reward? Some people are more motivated by that, and you got to kind of figure out those kind of things as well. Um, but, you know, um, really things for managers for when they're thinking of their goals um, is don't just set the goal, right? Um, talk to your employee about uh, about the goal um, and, and make sure they know how to reach the goal, right? What yeah. is it and why? Um, and, and if you don't know, uh, either change the goal or figure it out with them right in a separate meeting if, ne if necessary right so we want to we want to make sure that we're getting the right price on this um product here um but there's a lot of things that are outside of your control so what can i influence on this on the pricing of this product and how can we track it and mm -hmm. you know i can influence <coughs> excuse me like um 
how I negotiate with the supplier, what my relationship is with the supplier, let's say, for instance. So how are we going to attain that? How are we going to track that across, you know, 12 months or for next year? How are we going to do this in each case, in each project we're working on or in each RFQ that comes across? I, I give sourcing examples because that's what I do. He, he cannot ever forget that he was uh, he was working in sourcing area. He cannot ever forget it. All the time <laughs> appearing in the examples. Yeah. It was so much. It was so much fun. And the yeah. team I had was so awesome and amazing. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 really good. You know, I did engineering too, but uh, uh, do you know those goals? Yeah. Do you know I I I started multiple businesses. The first one when I was twenty, as you know, and I worked uh, in engineering because I have an engineering degree uh, at the beginning, and I worked in procurement. I worked in project management. Uh, I worked in different areas before. And the only thing that I enjoyed the most, beside, for example, uh, running my own business in the corporate world, was the when I was working in the procurement and sourcing. That's it. Because it, it, really, really, you can get excited each day if you are doing it right. You can you can really enjoy the process. And uh, and the topic of negotiating, discussing with the suppliers, trying to reach a common goal, which is a win-win situation for both of you together. Okay, uh, all of these things I used to enjoy the most in any uh, area or uh, job role that I had in my life previously in the corporate world. So I just want to give you credit, my friend, because I know that you like when somebody is praising the procurement and sourcing. Yes, go on. <laughs> yeah, it's going. I think it's the engineer in me that <clears throat> takes a, an opportunity say a new product and they need to develop design a supply chain and make those connections and, and all that it's it's just really fun um and uh helping a team of supplier of sourcing professionals come to uh you know work together and 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 help out uh, it was it was really really fun and i think they'll say as well another thing that that we did was you know we followed up frequently i would follow up with them all the time hmm. we'd have uh weekly one-on-ones, but at least once a month, we talk about, hey, how are the goals coming along? And of course, <clears throat> they were usually like, yeah, this one with this percentage of cost savings is coming along just fine. This one, yeah, we're doing great. This one, I'm falling a little bit behind on work on this one. And then I ask, how's your personal goal coming along? They say, I haven't even done started that one yet, right? And hmm. so you got to make sure you're following up monthly, quarterly, in June of next year, make sure that you're say every six months or so, you don't want to get to the end of the year and, be, and then go, all right, so how are your goals coming along? And they say, um, I, uh, well, I didn't hit any of them. Uh, Cause that way you can either adjust the goal or adjust the processes or um, sometimes you learn that your reporting process uh, or the statistics that you're using isn't quite helpful, right? Okay, wait, 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 let me interrupt you here, okay? Let's imagine right now I'm a manager and I'm coming right now listening to Muhammad and Jim because I want to understand how to conduct a truly effective uh, goal setting and performance review meeting. Okay. I'm right now a manager. I'm listening here right now. Let's try to think carefully, both of us for the meantime, and try to give the people a list of something like bullet points. Let's say three, five uh, points that they can start with at the meantime because we have a lot of points, but we can yep, give yep. them in a specific way, three, four points, this is the, the foundation, so that they can take it away and say, ah, okay, this is one thing that I learned new from this episode, for example. Okay. That's what, the, what first you bullet, the first point? Yep. As a, as a manager, the first point would be uh, thinking, uh, oh, oh, 
before you're going into any kind of goal setting meetings, before you start anything, what are we trying to accomplish? What is our the main focus of our team? And how does this mm. fit into the company? How does it make the company successful? Because mm. um, you got to have that clarity before you start setting goals, because um, you want to make sure that they feed into that. What's the point of going on to this chasing this goal? If it doesn't help your team, it doesn't help the company. Mm. And you'll be surprised how many people don't understand that um and don't put the thought into that so you really have to be able to understand that and then communicate that in your goal setting sessions with your team so for, hmm. for me that's the first thing is have clarity on the finish line um and, and the second thing is um once you think about goals and how to do it is it something that they can attain that the, they're going to have success with we we don't want to set people up for failure here we want to make sure we're lifting our team up and motivating them so can they, is it meaningful to their everyday job? Um, and um, how are we going to follow up on this? Let's set a schedule. Let's set the time to follow up. Let's do it now. Let's schedule it every week or every month. We'll review it every quarter. We'll do um, stats and all that. And then like another one is how are we going to, um, how are we going to track it, right? Um, how am I going to be able to know that you're on target and you don't want to have it in a situation where they're spending three days out of the week collecting data and putting it in a report to send to you to say, yeah, here's my goal data, right? You want them doing yeah. the job. Every day. Yeah. So it needs this to be five of... minutes, 15 yeah. minutes to enter data a week. And then it needs to be in a location where they can do it when they want, especially with the global team. Hmm you know, put it on a, a SharePoint or a team site or something where it's a live document where they can update it, you know, uh, when they're, when they have time to update it. And then you can go in and look at it when you have time to go look at it. And, and, you know, and again, just make it simple. So the goals should be simple, as simple as you can make it, they should be meaningful. Um, and that sometimes that takes creativity. And, it, and, it, and I think that's the biggest challenge is making it meaningful, um, instead of just making it like a lazy goal. Hmm. So from your own point of view, this is the foundation at the meantime that the people uh, or the managers need to consider when they are going to such meetings and discussions with their uh, employees, right? Yes, yes. That's time aside to really give it some meaningful thought um, and, and figure out what your finish line should be. And if you're not good at math, uh, you know, figure out, some creative way to, to try to under to, to try to track it and so you can know if you're on target for your goal or not and keep it simple you know like i said it, maybe it's just a matter of hours tracking you know saying yeah i i had this 30 minute block uh every day where i um you know uh did my uh where i reached out to um i did cold calls and to try to get sales from there right and just say, yeah, how many, you know, how many uh, hours this week did you do that? You know, and mm. they said, I did two and a half. Like, great. So that's that's progress forward kind of thing. You know, uh, that might be a little better than saying, yeah, I brought in, you know, $30 million in sales. Because sometimes, again, there's things that are outside of their control that really um, uh, can influence it. So, again, kind of get this, creative. Uh... With that. Yep. Sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. 
this topic that you are speaking about right now, that a lot of things are outside of your control. I always use the example of Messi, Lionel Messi in football, where I'm speaking to any of the executives that I work with. When they are coming, a lot of times they are great people. A lot of times they are trying to do something different, uh, to, to, to make a difference. And uh, sometimes they are disappointed when they are having a discussion with me and coming with some negative emotions and they are speaking that they could have done this in a different way or they could have uh, impacted this relevant to a specific team member in a better way. And I always remind them by, by using Messi as an example. Listen, uh, even Messi, the best player in the world, need uh, a system and a functional team around him to serve uh, this uh, player in order that he is getting the best out of himself and to serve yeah. the team or the country. So he cannot play alone in the football. Uh, the same thing regarding the when you are working as a manager or a leader at a corporation, you have to keep all the time, or even you have an employee, you have to think for yourself and also for your employees that a lot of things are outside of your control. And you have to have the wisdom to decide this thing is can be, uh, this thing is out of control or this thing within control. This is very, very important part of wisdom. And you cannot deal one size fits all in every situation. So, no, I totally agree with you. And one, if I want to add something outside of the step-by-step -step procedure that you spoke about or the two, three points that you spoke about right now regarding goal setting, I would love to ask any manager who's listening to us at the meantime to make, to invest some time or to cut some of his or her time and to allocate this time to the team members, not only in the performance review meetings, no. This is your what's expected what's expected from you as a manager. <clears throat> uh, when you are a normal employee, you are supposed to yeah work and do your part. But when you become a manager and you are leading people or you have people under reporting you uh, reporting to you, you need to spend less time on your tasks and and, and normal day to day work and to spend more time focusing on this team. Because unfortunately, in a lot of corporations, one of the biggest issues that I see happening all the time, Jim, is what I come right now, there is an opening, I move Jim to be a manager to the team to fill this opening. And then I move Jim with the same tasks that he or she uh, that he has, and then add to it the topic of uh, managing a team. Yeah. And then the problems happen because later on, Jim, okay, as a normal human being, okay, I want to take care of my stuff because I was in the past years taking care of these things. So the same mindset, I want to continue taking care of these things. And then Jim allocates very, very low time to his team members. And accordingly, accordingly, a, a gap happens. And Jim is now not aware of what motivates his team members or how to, to serve his team members in the best way possible or how to get the best out of them. And then we hear the normal complaints all the time about bad management and bad leadership and all of this stuff. It starts here. Okay? Yeah, okay. So if you are a leader right now or if you are a manager and you are listening to this podcast and you believe that you have too much on your table and you are not able to allocate enough time to your team, go to your boss. No matter if this boss is the president, the vice president, the director, no matter what uh, who uh, he or she is, and ask and say, I want to remove some of the tasks from my table or some of my responsibilities because I need to focus more on my team to learn about them in a better way in order to serve them in a better way. And all of this will serve everyone in the company, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and think about the um, some of the worst uh, uh end of the year reviews that you've had and goal setting meetings with 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 some bosses um previously some managers and you can tell they didn't put much thought into it into what the goals are right uh, you know i don't 
by the excuse, oh, I didn't have time, you know, <laughs> how motivating is that, Mohammed? Uh, so we're going to talk about our 2023 goals. Um, so I didn't really have time to think about this. So <laughs> here are the goals. Uh, this is how important you are to the team. Uh, I didn't really think about it too much, but we're just going to do, here's this goal. If you could, um, if you, if you could uh, just, you know, bring in $20 million with the sales, that'd be great. Okay. See ya. See you in June. All right. Bye. Kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, right. And, and I think we've all had um, managers like that before, right. Where it's just like, let's, let's just get this done because I'm required to get it done. But I mm -hmm. think it's a great opportunity to, uh, for, you know, you as a manager to look like a successful manager leader and for your team to be successful. Right. And that's, so you got to have the time to put into your team uh, and think about your team and get to know them. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, I, I fully um, agree with you on that. You got to have time in order to uh, yeah, spend time with your team and help them reach their goals. And in the end, that's pretty much what you're doing, what they're putting you, you know, that's what they yep. put you in charge of is exactly getting your team to be successful at the end of the year. No, no, but, but let's be honest with, with each other. Uh, uh, Jim, you know very well that uh, most of the time they are not putting people in charge because they want them to be in charge. They are just putting them there because they have to fill a position. I had, I have this this experience over and over. I, when I'm speaking something to you, Jim, or to the other people who are listening here, it's based on facts and based on real life situations, and not only based on my story. Something which happened to me, for example, at the corporate world. No, uh, forget about my journey and forget about the companies that I worked at. No, this is one part of the story. The other part is the people that I talk to, the fan base online, the people who are asking me for uh, asking me for advice, or the people that I work with as clients. This, this, these are all filling my database and i'm telling you uh yeah some uh, it's very very not all the time i don't want to say very but i want to say not all the time they are trying to put somebody in a managerial role uh in order that he's really he or she is really serving or doing a great job no a lot of times they are doing it just to fill a specific position so that the, the workload is getting less uh, than uh, on other people or for example the upper manager you understand what i mean but we hope i hope uh, that someday they will create really or try to put to position these people in these roles for success i hope so because if they do this they will take a totally different approach with them for example i'm sorry to i i want to add a, a specific point if you are mm -hmm. really getting somebody to appoint this person to a managerial role and you really want this person to do a great job and to serve and 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 to to set this person for to succeed uh, you will not put him there or choose this person randomly. This is number one. Number two, okay, you will be for knowing in advance before this person is coming to managerial role if this person is able really to is uh, to deal with people or not. Is he a, pe a people's champion, good communicator or not? This is the second. And the third thing is, okay, how this person is going to come up or get up to speed? Uh Is this person going to really learn by doing as it's happening right now at all the corporations? Or wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. No, let's give him right now a training, five days training, and he's ready or she's ready. Mm. All of these things shows you that they really don't care. A lot of companies, corporations, and the people who are appointing these managers, they don't care. They just want to fill a position. If you are really keen to fill a position with the right person and to make a difference, trust me, your choices will be totally different regarding the people and regarding at the same time what, what you are supposed to do to help them do a great job. And I'm telling you, I don't see this happening most of the time. You go and speak with somebody who's appointed manager. How did you come here? Uh, 
it was empty position and they offered it to other people and nobody took it so they told me take it i said why not i, I heard it tons of times or for example uh, this person has a very bad behavior why is this person appointed to a managerial role ah uh, because we had to fill it some way or another as fast right. as possible and then after filling it so first you took the wrong decision and you know that it's wrong it's you're not deceived you know that it's wrong and second after it what's happened after it is that uh, 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 nobody is teaching them how to lead or how even to manage. Yes, sir? And the maximum, if you have a company with an HR system that they are telling you, wow, we are great, they will say, okay, five days leadership uh, uh, training. And this is, of course, I'm sorry to say it like this way, complete BS. You understand? Complete BS. Because leadership is about behavior. Performance is about behavior, human behavior. Okay? If you, if you want somebody to do a great job as a leader, you have to change this person's behavior. No matter what this person's behavior was, you need to, to, to create new behaviors because now he will be dealing and responsible for people and accordingly sustain these behaviors and then this person can do a great job. And this creation of new behaviors and sustaining takes longer time. And most people don't want this headache and long time. That's why they close their eyes and avoid and yeah. then we keep rotating like this in the same circle and say, oh, we have bad managers. Yeah, because the starting point was wrong. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good leaders aren't born. They're, they're, it's a learned technique. You know, some people it comes a bit more natural than others. Yep. Uh, but I know <clears throat> in my case, it was something that I learned and, and worked really hard on and, uh, you know, so, so that I could be the best uh, uh, manager and leader that I could be. And, you know, and I made mistakes. Uh, everybody yeah. has. And, uh, but, you know, are they learning from it or are they just trying to get through the day is, I guess, is the question. So, mm. uh, yeah, and, and and I know there's a lot of people out there that are still struggling with goal setting and trying to do those, uh, figure figure out what kind of goals to set and all that. Um, and so anybody out there, if they uh, want to reach out to me on LinkedIn or um, they can go to my website, uh, jimmoran.net, J-I-M-M-O-R-A-N.net. And just connect with me there and, and we'll have a conversation and I, you know, I can help them try to figure it out. Do you want to add anything else to this point or should we speak about, for example, something else like a question which came into my head right now, when you fail to meet goals, is it on leader, on the leader himself or the manager or on the team member? Yeah, good point. Uh, that's, I think a lot of the cases it's on the goal itself. It was mm -hmm. a, and and yeah, I've failed on goals. My team has failed on goals. And then the following year, I look at it and say, why did we fail on this? You do a, um, I shouldn't say fail. It should be like you just didn't meet it. Mm. Um, and if you can figure out why, uh, then you can adjust it for the following year to make sure that you meet it. Like if it's, mm. it, it's almost never the fact that, oh, I just didn't do the work, you know? It's usually an outside influence. So how can you set up the goal so you can remove that outside influence hmm. um, or it wasn't attainable in the first place? Hmm. And uh, so how can we make it so it's attainable uh, this time? Um, is it on the, the, the leader, the manager or the employee? Um, again, I, I think it's probably a mixture of both. And if, but if they're working together, then they'll figure it out. Um, and it's not really a blame game. It's more of uh, how can we use this as a stepping stone to uh, improve our goals for next year? That's why I mm. look at it, an opportunity for improvement. My own opinion, I believe when uh, this uh, failure to achieve a specific goal happens, 
it's the responsibility of both. You understand? The manager and the 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 team member, him or herself. Uh, and each one of them has some responsibilities. So as we spoke before, uh, the manager from one side has to uh, maybe create most of the goals to be attainable goals. If it was me, I would create most of them attainable, but some of them stretch goals. And I will be speaking clearly with with my with my with the in my employee or direct report and say to this person, by the way, uh, this is a stretch goal. I know that it's stretch. I know at the meantime that you don't have the skill that make you reach this goal easily. But that's what we're gonna build in this year. You understand? Yeah, Show right. me right now how you're gonna build this goal for this year or achieve this goal. What you you tell me what skills you need and how you're gonna de develop them in order to achieving this goal. So this is one thing that 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 as a leader I will do or as a manager I will do. I will put attainable goals, but some of them are stretch goals and ask them to to develop their skills. And at the same time, after giving them uh, these goals, I will be expecting from them that when something is happening along the way to stop them from reaching these goals, that they will come and talk to me. You understand me? So uh, it's not only that uh, we meet after one year and, I, and uh, that's all. No, we have to keep a channel open of discussions or communication. And you are telling me what's going and if you need my help or not. You understand? So this is exactly the two things that I expect. If I'm the manager and I have a team member, I will do this one. And on top of all of this, in the back, I'll be all the time, as we spoke before, thinking, uh, if this goal didn't, was not achieved, is it because of external factors or it's because of the person himself? And if it's because of the person himself, then was it because of a skill that this person is missing? Okay. Right. And how to develop this so that it's not happening later? You understand? I'll be asking a set of questions to myself along the year. But the most important thing from the manager is to do these things. From the employee, what I expect is uh, if you are not able to, if you see that you are not making the progress that you want to achieve this goal, don't be so late. Don't wait. Go to your boss and start asking for support. Raise your yeah. hand. Talk. And this is one of the main reasons why uh, measuring the progress is important step by step and not only at the end line when you are approaching the end line no you are supposed to try to break down these goals to see are uh, you are there any indications that you are going in the right direction right now or you need to, to make adjustments or you need some extra help these things are, or these questions the answer to, the, to these questions are your responsibility and when you need to raise your hand raise it fast and that's why i said when somebody is not meeting a goal I see it's the responsibility of both the manager yeah. and the employee himself or herself. Yeah. And that's a great point too, of uh, sometimes an outside influence is, especially in a large company, it's coming from above. So you have four layers above you and everybody has their goals and it's funneling down and, and it's just thrust upon you. And it says, you know, they say, Hey Jim, I need your team to meet these goals and these dollar amounts. And you say, well, okay, but, you know, I'm not sure these are attainable and or that kind of stuff. Then that's when you try to push back and say, how about we do something that if we meet these goals, they'll also reach those ones as well. And and it can be difficult. And sometimes you just get a, no, just report on these kind of things. And then that's when I guess um, you would be that that's a good point to make is to, to have that conversation with your team. Be like, these are the goals that were, were given to us. Um, how can we get there? What support do you need? What kind of growth do you need? What kind of training do you need in order to help help us meet those goals? And we can all look like, you know, superheroes yep. um, or at least come close to them. Right. 
and um, so that's that's a great point too. And and I, I consider, you know, uh, leaders, you know, two three levels up as an outside influence as well. Um, they just have a check check mark they want to meet, you know, and they're thinking big picture, and we're thinking specific daily actions. So those can sometimes not mesh, and that can be difficult to try to. Uh, figure out and try to understand how to get it all working together. Um, some companies are really great at it, and some some aren't because again they're not they're too busy to think about goal setting. So they just hey let's just throw this out there and I'll put it on everybody else to try to meet it. Right. So um, yep. that that's I, I'm I haven't been in that situation where I'm you know seven layers up uh, in an, in an org, but. That's the way I picture it is that it's they're, they're looking at across business wide and what their targets are, what their targets are given. And then it just kind of funnels down from there. Uh, and that can be tough to, to tough to work with. So, again, that goes into understanding where your team fits in the whole company structure and how you can help your manager be successful by having your team be successful kind of thing. Uh, and, and have that you got to have that conversation, have that tough conversation of what, um, you know, uh, how can we attain this? What do you suggest we do to attain this? Or my team's going to need this much training in order to be able to attain it and spend this much money and attend this, these conferences in order to try to have a chance to attain these goals kind of thing and figure it out. And at the very least, your team knows that I'm trying to get you guys the support that you need that builds trust as a leader and, and, um, and which, I think trust is the number one thing a leader needs. So again, I think goal setting, I love doing goal setting. I love doing end of year reviews just because I find them as great opportunities to learn and to improve and to figure out where we're going, um, you know, moving forward and, and how to get there. I have one point here to add. Okay, when, uh, because I remember that right now when you were speaking about uh, the people above the ladder and if they are taking this very, very serious up, seven layers up or not. Uh, here is a request to any leader who is listening, who has influence inside his or her corporation and listening to this episode at the meantime. Uh, it, goal setting and performance reviews is not something that it's impossible to change or to drop. In fact, there are a lot of companies around the world for the past years, they were dropping or canceling this goal setting and doing something different that can maybe fits their company and the culture. Okay, so here's my request to you. I beg you, if you are right now seeing that you are wasting time and money in this process and you know it's meaningless inside your corporation, step up, have the right discussions with the people, whoever the decision takers, and try to cancel it inside your company. Save time, save the time of the people, save the money for your company. Because by the way, the companies that uh, canceled the performance review meetings or the evaluation all over the year, they didn't go bankruptcy, by the way. They're still there and making money. Yep. So you will not, your company will not die if you cancel it. But you are losing money if you are making all of these meetings and all of this information and systems and, and, and getting information system, getting them outside of all these things, when in reality, nobody cares. And everybody is just doing them because they have to be done. If you make okay. a, a small calculation, you can see how much money your company is losing based on these meetings uh, at, the, at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year and maybe in the mid-year review, if you have a midpoint to check, see the, the, the amount of money that you are losing and see is this really worth it based on the way that you are doing the things in the meantime or not. And if not, take a decision. Just cancel it. 
you don't have to copy what's happening in other industries or other companies. Maybe the other company which is running these performance systems, they are running them because it's working well with them. But it doesn't have to be the same condition in, in your case. So do what's right for you, your team, your company. This is the most important thing. We have to stop copying things from outside in a shallow approach by saying, ah, let's do uh, performance uh, reviews. If I remember correct, by the way, uh, Jim, I don't want to mislead the audience. Maybe I'm wrong. Any of our audience can correct me later. Uh, the first company which was starting this performance review style was General Electric, if I remember, under Jack Walsh. But okay. I'm not sure. But if I remember correct, I read this something like this 10 years ago. But I, again, I'm repeating. Anybody who's listening, don't take this one as something proven. No, I can be mistaken here because I'm not sure about it. But so what I'm trying to say here, it was made or created 20 uh, uh, or 30 years ago in the 80s, something like this, 1980, 81, something like this. Because I think that he took over 1980 or 1981, Jack Walsh. So... If it's something created by a human being and humans and created as one specific company and then other companies just like the idea. So said, okay, let's take it in a shallow approach and apply it, but not applying every detail in it. Okay, create your own. Create your own system, create your own style. You don't have even to name it performance review, but try to focus really on what's happening inside, not only the naming, what's happening inside. Because if you focus on the naming only, it will be exactly as if you are coming to the HR departments right now and calling them, uh, what's, I love this name. They are calling it uh, what's called head of people or the people department. They change it from human resources to people department. But yeah, but this doesn't solve any problem. You just change the name. Did you change what's happening inside? That's what really yep. matters. So when you are trying to, uh, to apply or to create a new system for yourself, apply or do it, but focus on, focus on the core Okay, and what's happening inside and to do it right and not only just to say, oh, we have a system and that's all. Jim, yeah, exactly. Is there any, I, 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 I don't know. I, we spoke a lot today about this topic. <laughs> if there is anything that you want to add, feel free. From my side, I'm almost uh, <laughs> off. Yeah. No, yeah. So we, we have all these ideas and topics and many things that we've uh, talked about here. Um, and it's, it's funny because we have, we talk about so much more um, just on our, you know, LinkedIn pages. So make sure uh, people listening that you're following Muhammad, he, he puts some really amazing posts out there uh, and um, make sure you comment and, and, and you. Uh, read those. As well. it, um, they're, they're really good. So um, just uh, that and uh, try to make it so that you can enjoy your goal setting process. Um, it, it should be a way to, you know, a clean slate and, um, you know, look at the year as a clean slate, you, anything's possible and uh, make it attainable and um, make it meaningful. And you should have a successful, uh, you know, a successful year. Yep. Make it exciting for the employee. And it's not rocket science, guys. You can just do it like this way if you know your people. And if you know, for example, and if you're changing your styles from time to time and you are focusing on them. Yep. Thank you so much, Jim, for being here today as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Leadership Uncensored with Muhammad and Jim, or Jim and Muhammad. And in the next month, expect a new episode from us about an important trending topic inside our innovations. Thank you so much, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Muhammad. Thank you.